Chapter Twenty Four of Helping Himself or Grant Thornton's Ambition. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Helping Himself or Grant Thornton's Ambition by Horatio Alger, Jr. Chapter Twenty Four Startling News. Willis Ford's feelings were far from enviable when he took leave of the office in which he had long enjoyed an excellent position. He was conscious, though scarcely willing to admit it, that his misfortunes had been brought upon him by his own unwise, not to say criminal course. None the less, however, was he angry with those whom he had connected with the disaster that had come upon him. He had always disliked Grant Thornton. Now, he hated him, and thirsted for an opportunity to do him mischief. Next he felt embittered against Mr. Reynolds, who had discharged him, though it is hardly possible to see how the broker could have done otherwise. This dislike was increased within a few days, and for this reason. Ford addressed a letter to Mr. Reynolds requesting a certificate of good character which would enable him to procure a new situation. To this request, the broker answered substantially as follows i shall be glad to hear that you have changed your course and have decided to lead an honest life but for the same reason that i am not willing to retain you in my employment i am unwilling to recommend you without reserve to another businessman if you are willing to refer him to me on condition that i tell the truth i will cheerfully testify that you have discharged your office duties to my satisfaction the old fool muttered ford angrily crushing the letter in his hand what use would such a recommendation be to me not content with discharging me he wants to keep me out of employment in truth willis ford hardly knew where to turn he had saved no money and was earning nothing in his dilemma he turned to his stepmother one forenoon after he knew the broker and grant would be out of the way he rang the bell and inquired for the housekeeper Mrs. Estabrook was agitated when she saw her stepson. She did not like to believe that he had robbed her, but it was hard to believe otherwise. Oh, Willis, she said, almost bursting into tears, how could you take my small savings? I would not have believed you capable of it. You don't mean to say, mother, returned Willis, with well-dissembled and reproachful sorrow, that you believe this monstrous slander? I don't want to believe it. Willis, heaven knows, but were not the bonds found in your room? I admit it, said Ford, but how did they get there? Did you not put them there? Certainly not, mother. I thought you knew me better than that. But who then? began his stepmother, looking bewildered. Who should it be but that boy? Grant Thornton? Yes. Have you any proof of this? asked the housekeeper eagerly. I will tell you what I have found out. I learned that a boy called on the day in question at my room and asked to see me being told that I was out He asked leave to go up and wait for me as the servant had no suspicion. He was allowed to go up I don't know how long he stayed But no doubt he had the bonds with him and concealed them where they were found Did you ask for a description of the boy was it like grant asked the housekeeper quickly? Unfortunately the girl did not take particular notice of him I have no doubt that it was either Grant or the telegraph boy who seems to have been in the plot. Now this story was an audacious fiction, 
and should not have imposed upon a person of ordinary intelligence but the housekeeper was anxious to believe her stepson innocent and grant found guilty she therefore accepted it without question and was loud in her denunciation of that artful young rascal you ought to tell mr reynolds of this willis she said it would be of no use mother he is too strongly prejudiced against me what do you think he has refused me a letter of recommendation what does he care if i starve concluded willis bitterly but i care willis i will not desert you said mrs estabrook in a tone of sympathy this was just the mood in which ford desired his stepmother to be he was desirous of effecting a loan and after a time succeeded in having transferred to him two of the one hundred dollar bonds he tried hard to obtain the five hundred but mrs estabrook was too prudent and too much attached to her savings to consent to this ford had to be satisfied with considerably less ought i to stay with mr reynolds after he has treated you in this way willis asked his stepmother anxiously by all means mother you don't want to throw away a good position but it will be hard to see that boy high in mr reynolds confidence after all his wickedness you must dissemble mother treat him fairly and watch your opportunity to harm him and serve me don't say much about me for it would do no good but keep your hold on reynolds if you think it best willis said his stepmother not without a feeling of relief for she was reluctant to relinquish a good home and liberal salary i will remain do so by all means we may as well make all we can out of the enemy for mr reynolds has treated me very shabbily and now i must bid you good-bye what are your plans willis i can't tell you but i think i shall go west and i shall never see you you will hear from me and i hope i shall have good news to write willis ford left the house and going to the grand central depot bought a ticket for chicago now came quite a pleasant period after the trouble and excitement grant found his duties at the office increased and it was pleasant to see that his employer reposed confidence in him his relations with others in the office were pleasant now that willis ford was away and every day he seemed to get new insight into the details of the business whether jim morrison and tom calder were in the city he did not know at all events they were never seen in the neighborhood of wall street grant was not sorry to have them pass out of his life for he did not consider that he was likely to draw any benefit from their presence and companionship he was still a member of mr reynolds household herbert appeared to be as much attached to him as if he were an older brother and the broker looked with pleasure upon the new happiness that beamed from the face of his son as to mrs estabrook grant had feared that she would continue to show animosity toward him but he had nothing to complain of she certainly did not show any cordiality in her necessary intercourse with him but then on the other hand she did not manifest any desire to injure him now, this was all grant desired he felt that under no circumstances could he have made a friend of the housekeeper he was content to have her leave him alone after the lapse of six months grant expressed a desire to go home to pass a day or two his mother's birthday was close at hand and he had bought for her a present which he knew would be acceptable permission was readily accorded and grant passed four happy days at home his parents were pleased that he was so highly regarded by his employer 
and had come to think that Grant's choice had been a wise one. When Grant returned, he went at once to the office. He found it a scene of excitement. What has happened? he asked eagerly. Herbert Reynolds has disappeared, and his father is almost beside himself with grief, was the startling reply. End of chapter 24